Hey, PT listeners, we've been working on something special at Tier 11, something that I can say without exaggeration or without hesitation will produce better ad optimization and increased conversions and have a profound impact on the amount of data you can send back to all your ad platforms. That includes Meta, that includes TikTok, that includes Google, and we call it X-Ray Tag. And it's only available to Tier 11 customers. A lot of businesses think that it's Black Friday, it's the holiday season, and once they actually get through that, then they'll worry about next year. Well, now is the time for you to start gathering all the data that you can to set yourself and your business up for success in 2024. X-Ray Tag replaces all the potpourri of pixels, cappies, cookies with one single implementation that sends higher quality first-party data back to all your ad platforms. In fact, in our early testing, we've seen a 40 to 100% increase in event matching quality, aka EMQs in Meta, which translates into better ad optimization and increased conversions. So if you feel like your ads are flying blind, head on over to tier11.com forward slash x-ray to get early access. Clients to sign up before the end of the year, move to the front of the line, and we are only offering this for the PT listener like yourself. So head on over to tier11.com forward slash x-ray. Don't miss out. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Was your Black Friday Cyber Monday not quite as great as you wanted it to be? Did you feel like you were leaving money on the table? You knew you could have made more sales, but you just didn't know where that money was lying on the table? Well, it's probably because you have some blind spots in your business. We here at Perpetual Traffic want to make 2024 your best year ever. And now is the time to plan for it and set yourself up for 2024. It is not after the first of the year because by the time you actually start doing your planning after January 1st, you've already missed a month. So get that planning done now and do it on us. We are giving away 10 free audits, which goes through all of your ad platforms, all the platforms that you're spending money on right now, or maybe the ones that you're maybe not spending money on, but we feel that there is a great opportunity for you to spend and scale and grow. We'll also look at everything after the click for your CRO, your conversion architecture, as we call it. We'll even analyze your email sequences. And most importantly, we'll look at your data how you're actually capturing visitors' information, and how it's tracking all the way to your CRM or whatever your source of truth is. And we do this through a comprehensive audit where we rate each section of your customer acquisition path, give you a rating, and then give some recommendations as to what you should do in order to have 2024 be the best year ever. Now, we're only going to offer this for 10 lucky businesses in the month of December. Okay, that's it. That's the only capacity that we have. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash audit. Fill out the form and let's make 2024 the best year ever. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting edge strategies on acquiring leads and sales for your business through traffic. We are talking the top 13 sources of traffic. So lay on me what number eight is, Kasamazam. Eight's related to SEO. It works well in conjunction with SEO, but it isn't necessarily an SEO solution standalone, and it is guest blogging. 
And I've actually had a lot of success guest blogging. I've done guest blogs for Forbes, Digital Marketer, Search Engine Journal. And the cool thing is, I don't know that there's a more evergreen form of traffic. If you have a really good guest blog or pillar post, that's the gift that gives, keeps giving for years. And I've had some articles that you know people have referenced forever. And what's nice is most of these content networks, content networks are pretty ravenous for content. So they're not hard to get in front of as long as you're willing to put in the work. A lot of times there's a small fee too. Dude, I've never paid to place. Well, I just lied to you. I paid to join the Forbes Agency Council, and that's what got me in front of the editorial board, but they still had to review. So that's kind of a paid placement, sort of, but I won't pay on a per-placement basis, but maybe I should. Like, I should just get over that. It's worth it. I mean, I've had stuff published paid and non-paid, and it just continues to reap rewards through years yeah. and years and years. Keep giving, for sure. Now, it's stuff like, I might have written it like four or five years ago, but we still get traffic on it. It's crazy. We can look in your analytics and find that stuff out. If you're not going for the big guys, should you go for, like, you know, the Forbes, Fortune, Entrepreneur, Magazine, like those kinds of ones, should you go for just somebody in your industry and volunteer? Like, I know You've written stuff for Digital Marketer. I've written stuff for Infusionsoft. Like, there's a lot that's out there. Is there a strategy behind that instead of just going for these big authoritative sites? My battle cry will always be niche down. I think you niche down, go find the you know the the article, the network, the the membership. Like we had a we had a really high performing campaign for stonemasons, and it was crazy, dude. We spent like two grand and made, and the guy made like. $150,000. And so we were, we were just like, oh my goodness, you know, stonemasons can crush it on Google. So I went and joined the Stonemason Association of America or whatever. And we got a guest blog up on the stonemason site. Go figure out those little teeny tiny niches because you, you can build a whole business around just that. You, you could literally, like the riches are on the niches, which is an overused marketing expression, but it is true. It's like if you're if you're just starting out, if you want to get into like the HVAC niche, it's a perfect example, or you know the whatever it happens, any of those service-based niches that have a challenging time getting leads, like for us, like the lawn care business, home cleaning businesses, services like you know flea and tick spraying, like we do that sort of stuff, which started with individual franchises. Then we got the entire franchise. You know, like it can it can really lead to some big things. Like in our agency group that we had years ago, there were guys who were just solely focused on like Taekwondo, Jiu-Jitsu, and they would just niche in these specific areas and then stamp out you know, the same type of, of whether it was SEO, paid traffic, you know, social management, like all those things, a service, you can create a business around that. And it doesn't, doesn't need to be like these massive niches and they're dying for content no, the on the places the where the they better. hang out. Absolutely. Yeah. Small niches. Other people don't want to compete on small niches. You know, I, I go back to my Montessori agency. That's that's a, that's the smallest niche in the world. 4,500 accredited Montessori schools in the United States. Like adjusted for margin of error, that's zero. But it's a it's a million dollar business. And I have no competition. There it is. Right there. Number nine. Hmm. Podcasting, I'm gonna guess. 
We're getting meta here, Ralph. So podcasting and guest podcasting. Here's what's really interesting. I don't really get a ton of leads from perpetual traffic anymore. When I first started, I got a boatload. And then I think the listenership leveled. Now the leads I get are great. They're amazing. They know me, they like me. But in terms of quantity, it's not my biggest traffic source. What it does do though, is the authority build is unbelievable. My sales guy, Mike Kim, will send episodes to people all the time. And that really helps lift. It gets me speaking gigs. It gets me, you know, guest blog posts, whatever. So I use the podcast in order to, what, what, what I say, build my brand. But where I get a ton of leads is guest podcasting. When I'm a guest on somebody else's podcast, immediately after I'll get three, four, five, six leads, almost instantly, as soon as it goes live. And what's really funny is most of them wouldn't let me be a guest until I tell them that I'm the co-host of Federal Traffic. So, you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I think is really, really worth doing. If we're talking about community building and, you know, giving to an industry, podcasting is not, I hope you don't mind me saying this, it's not that hard. You know, like you just sit here, talk to your buddy. I have a great time chatting with you. I actually look forward to it every week. You go hire our buddy, Hector. Can we give Hector a plug? Sure. Amplify yeah, Media. Give, what, is, what is it called? Amplify, A-M-P-L-A-F-Y. He'll, he'll make sure to put that link in the show notes. Yeah, he's not going to forget that one. <laughs> Go hire Hector to produce your podcast. He make you know, it's the easy button, basically. You don't have to worry about like the feed and how to get it into all the different whatever. But man, I think from an authority build perspective, there's very few things that would be better and more effective than a podcast. And then also go hop on other people's podcasts. And again, just to continue this narrative, niche down, go find niche podcasts and do those. It, you're not going after quantity, you're going after quality. Yeah. So we're in the process of like, this has obviously been a good thing for us. Once you gain momentum and you have, you know, we have over 10 million downloads of this podcast, which is pretty cool. The point is, is like, that doesn't mean 10 million people are listening every single week, but the people who are listening are the ones that really matter. And the ones that could potentially be customers. Yes, I suppose. But also it really, it's not necessarily about that. Like, do we get leads and referrals from the show? Sure. Like we like, why wouldn't we? I mean, somebody once said like perpetual traffic is just a big infomercial for tier 11. Well, it's like, what else am I going to talk about? All right. <laughs> well, and why else am I doing this? Why else am I doing it? It's like, like, we're not all capitalists. You know, right. this, I never said this was a 501c3. This isn't a non-profit. No, it's not a non-profit. Exactly. Yeah. Ryan Dice didn't give us this podcast. We had to pay for it, you know, rightly so. And because it has a value to it. It has a value from an authoritative standpoint. And like I said, like you don't need to be crazy big like us. Like we launched a secondary podcast, sister podcast called the Customer Acquisition Show. We just hit our 10,000th download. Dude, did you been, really? That's crazy. Good yeah, for you. It's like two months into it. Now, I love that. Did perpetual traffic help a little bit? Yeah, it probably did, but it got there on its own because it did all the stuff that we're talking about in the list here, you know, especially on the social side. So, but we picked that niche because we didn't think that anyone really had that niche. And now we are having a network, you know, which is, you know, through our outbound where it's going to be niche specific for all the areas that we really specialize in. We just started our new one called Marketing Moguls, and that's got three shows down. But we're going to do three or four in the network, created a separate you're company for it. You're going to have a it. whole media empire. Like, this is yeah, this, so that, going all in. But that was the idea. Like, why would I be doing that, though? Because it's good for Because it's working. Because yeah. it's working. 
Right. You know? I've noticed that too. People that do podcasts always do multiple podcasts. Pat Flynn did this. He's got two or three. Yeah. And I mean, he's a smart guy. You know, he's not going to do that unless it's really crushing it. And if there's not a podcast in your industry or not a good one, you have to do it. Like, listener, you have no choice. If there's not a good podcast in your industry right now, today, go spin this up because there's just nothing that you can do that's better for your business from a traffic perspective, an authority perspective, a networking perspective. That's the other thing, dude. Is there people I want to meet? I invite them on the podcast. You know, like they're not going to talk to me cold, but it's like, hey, why don't you come on our podcast and let's chop it up? And like, oh, look, we got the CEO of Wicked Reports and, you know, he's actually happy to be here. Like, it's such a great carrot from a networking perspective. Yeah, it's it goes back. It feeds, you know, number five or six on our list here, which is networking. Podcasting is a great networking tool. I mean, some of the guests that have been on this show are now friends, you know, and referral partners, like, and potential partners and all these other sorts of things that go along with it. So I, I think, you know, casting your net wide, like for us, like social, we have chosen, like when we talked about social channels and just organic social, we've chosen individual social channels there. But I think one of the constants for us is, is podcasting. Like, as we know, we like doing it, you know, we, we get, you know, what we think is pretty positive feedback on it. The point is, is like we have a very good team that actually supports it, which is which is great, but it works. And that's the reason why we're building out a podcast network. You guys have your own podcast on the Google side. Like it makes sense, you know, it's, and it's relatively easy to do. Like, you know, Apple Podcasts ain't charging you for it. You have to, you know, get people to do it and pay some money there, but it's, it's money or time. With podcasts, it, it is both money and time if you're going to do it right, or you could do it on your own. If you're an HVAC guy, you know, I don't know, because local services might be a little bit more challenging. I don't know why we keep going back to the HVAC guy, but if there isn't an HVAC you know, uh, podcast out there and you want to build a business that helps HVAC businesses grow their business, like why wouldn't you start a podcast? I don't know why we always go back to HVAC. You, you have air conditioning. I have heating. I think that's it. Everybody needs it. Yeah. Needs it's just, it's, cool a, and it's a good air. articulation of a specific niche. Dude, I just thought of one that's not on my list here. Can I pull an audible and add one? No, you're going to add to, we got 13. We're going to bump it up to 14. A book. A book. So I just, we just, do you know this? I'm going to, can I, can I pimp my book out on your podcast, Ralph? I suppose it's going to cost you though. So we just wrote a book called You Versus Google. And I'm about to launch this book and I'm actually going to give it away for 99 cents, but we're only going to do it for one day because I want to juice the Amazon algorithm. So we'll include a link to the show notes if Ralph's okay with it. And you can go sign up to get notified when the book goes live for 99 cents because I want to hit the, the market as a number one bestseller. But, but, and dude, I poured my heart and soul into this book. Look at how fat this thing is. This is like a blubber book. Like there's, it's, it's, you know, hundreds of pages, it really, really, really robust. But the amount of traffic, this will be the third book that we published. And to the point that you're making, you do a bunch of podcasts, so they work. I do the books because they work. And I, if you do, if you don't mind, there's a gal that's helping me, Morgan McDonald. Do you know Morgan? I don't know. Really brilliant marketer. She does book launches for people. We should have her on PT because she's amazing. And she could actually like, walk people through how to launch these books. Yeah. I'll make a note to reach out to her right now. She should, everyone has a book in them, yeah. uh, you know, and selfishly speaking, we, we released a book two years ago. We have done nothing to promote it. So if we have her on the show, certainly there's an ulterior motive there. That's for sure. Yeah. So there's so a reason why people release books. Book. It's not necessarily for the money that you make on the book. 
Oh, you make no money in the book. It's actually it's, really costly. It's the authority building. Correct. Well, and dude, it's the actual traffic. I got, uh, Danica Patrick was involved in a business briefly and they ended up reaching out to me to do all of the marketing for that business. Cause the guy that was the primary investor read my book. Like <laughs> no kidding. badass lead. And I yeah. got a couple of those just like that. I, I wrote a book years ago called the seven critical principles of effective digital marketing. And dude, what's cool is that book got named the, the book authority called it one of the top 100 books on marketing of all time. You know, like what a cool thing for me to just put on my bio. Um, so yeah, I think books are great, great sources of traffic. And it's a nice little Trojan horse because a ton of people are trolling Amazon to try to learn stuff. And even if they don't buy my book, then I can see that Amazon becomes a, a referral partner for traffic because I can put the Solate link in my bio on Amazon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's, there's, it, it, the point is, is that's a barrier to entry because people think, oh my God, I got to write a book now. Yeah, you know, well, Morgan will talk about portrait. that too. She'll teach yeah. you the easy way. Like, there's an easy button there's to get the book ways. written. There's ways. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, all right. So, book is an is an audible. So, 13A, 13B. There, I guess yeah. we'll add it to the 14 list. The next one is a little bit controversial and one that we don't use, I think, at all. I've never used it. Well, I've never been successful with it. So, it's PR. Mm -hmm. public relations. And now mm -hmm. I've never been successful with it, even though we've tried it to varying degrees, but I've seen some clients that this made their business. So maybe we need that from the listeners. If you know of a really good PR case study, go to perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better and tell us about it. And maybe we'll have you or them on the show. Cause I don't yeah. have like anything personally. Yeah. If you're a PR expert and you know, you meet Cosm's very strict guidelines on who we allow on the show and who we don't. That's right. Yeah. Definitely put that in professionaltraffic.com forward slash better. So PR is one. We're just going to gloss through that. But now we get to other ones, which we have done, which yeah. you and I are speaking at AdWorld in a couple of weeks, which is pretty good. This is right Dude, in that alley. Event. It's a great event. Yeah. It's a massive event. Yeah. Although you, you got top billing on. I just, well, you just got top billing last it. time. So it's, oh. it, we're, we're evening out now. We're one to one. But I have a feeling it has more to do with like the graphic designer needing to fit the characters on a line than anything else. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah. yeah. Plus it has a cool name. You next to Seth Godin. How about that? Yeah. So it's speaking. And this is virtual speaking or in-person speaking, correct? Yeah. It's... Dude, speaking has been huge for me. I know it's been huge for you too. Mm. Oh, yeah. Major authority builder. A lot of times fed from all the stuff that we mentioned previous to speaking. Right here, which is, you know, everything on the list from 11 below, which is social, right? Podcasting, blogging, right. like all those things, like the, the relationship with digital marketers started because I guess blogged, you know, for them a couple of times. Oh, and then know. obviously the podcast and everything else that went along with it. So they're all sort of interrelated here, but you get up on a stage. If it's your thing, it's for a lot of people, it's not their thing. It's clearly your thing. Like, yeah, I, I have that have set, no issue. personality that enjoys attention, so. Yes, yes, it, you do. So if you're like Cosm, it's definitely, this might be like number one on your list. But the point is, it is in a tremendous authority builder, especially if you're going, it, your area of specialty isn't necessarily where your customers hang out. Right. Does that make sense? It's like AdWorld for us, like we get good leads from there, but 
it'd probably be better served if we had a much stronger strategy for like the personal injury law niche or the mm. mail order niche or the e-commerce niche or like digital products niche or something specific to like the areas of specialty because then we come in and we're the authority. Whereas if you go to a digital marketing conference, you're just like an authority among a bunch of other authorities. So I think there is validity to both. I'm not saying like one is better than the other, but my sense is if you're looking at it like, if I'm going to spend this time, and it is time. Oh, dude, putting time is money. Putting together a presentation for a live speaking event. Yeah. I, I know you do it faster than I do, but I can't, like, it takes me days. And no, that I'll is, do it the night before because I'm an idiot. But yeah, it's still costly, you know, and it's stressful. Sure. And you got to, I mean, I don't, I, I'd never paid to speak on stage, but you do end up coming out of pocket for travel expenses as often as not because a lot of these small conferences can't afford travel. Yeah, absolutely. So, Speaking is definitely as a part of that. I mean, for most of the speaking events that you've gotten, was it, is it from podcasting? Is it from unpaid social, organic social? Like, what's your sense? What feeds um, it? In the beginning, I was submitting really heavily to speak because I wanted that. And so you can go to these events and I would just look at the events that were, you know, other people were speaking at and then I would submit myself for the following year. And now, I, I haven't submitted in a couple of years. Now people come to me and it's probably because of, Again, perpetual traffic, my YouTube channel, and then my other previous speaking events. And I get recommended a lot. My, my, my speaking coach is Steve Sims. He was here. He did a, an episode with us and he'll recommend me a ton. You know, so you kind of, it ends up just like everything else. It's a small world. It ends up being a little incestuous. So last but not least on our list here is numbers 13 and 14, which I, I think we can just lump in together because we talk about this a lot on the show, but they're purposely last I mean, maybe we could throw in a couple of other things in there, like direct mail and billboard advertising and, you know, all these other newspaper advertising and like all this other sort of stuff. But we're going to leave that sort of aside for right now. It's basically, it's paid social and then paid search. So, but it's at the bottom of the list. Why is it at the bottom of the list though? I think it's the last thing that people should do. It's your, you know, I mean, not everything here is going to be applicable. Maybe writing a book isn't an option and you don't want to do a podcast or you're repelled by social or whatever. But in terms of the hierarchical structure, let's say like Maslow's hierarchy of traffic needs. Mm, that's uh, the name for our show today. Hey, look at that. I think that paying for traffic should be the last thing you do. Now, interestingly, it's by far the most scalable, obviously right? Like I can't go force people to listen to our podcast. You can't force organic search. You can't force social engagement, but I can pay for more traffic anytime I want to. So I'm not telling you that paid traffic isn't important. And you know, I mean, it's paid social, paid search, but also outbound display. You know, there's a lot of things that you can pay for. However, I think it's just in terms of chronology, it needs to be last and it needs to be last because you want to build up brand equity. You want to build up authority. You want to build up social proof. You want to test offers. You want to do all the things that all these other marketing mechanisms allow you to do before you start paying for traffic. And, and dude, as we've said a bunch of times, this is my bread and butter. This is how I make all my money. But mm -hmm. I'm still telling people, do it last. Yeah. Do it last. Do all these other things first and then come hire us. Yeah. And we'll crush it for you. We'll actually be better. You'll, you'll be, you, the, the ad spend and the fee that you pay me is going to be amplified by many fold when you have all the rest of these things in place. I would do you not one better because this isn't a one-upman show, but I would say before you come to us, do it yourself a little bit. Yeah. So Taking you know all the is. stuff that you did before, <laughs> and especially if you're doing the organic social and just go onto the platforms and, and learn them enough. 
so that learn you can yeah. learn them enough. Like I, I, I mean, I'm a big believer in outsourcing and everything, but I'm also a big believer in handcrafting everything and then automating it. And when you hire an agency, like you should have a little bit of experience. Like you should know what boosting a post looks like. You should know what an ad set is versus an ad and versus a campaign at a very high level. I'm not saying like every director of marketing and CEO should know it in great depth. Actually, the more you know- Put yourself in a position not to be taken advantage of is what it is. Know just enough. Because right. there's been plenty of calls that I've been on for discovery calls. I just randomly stop in, you know, and I'm like, well, guys, like you haven't done anything on paid traffic and you don't have an offer that works. Like, here's what you do. Take your best, tell, force rank your best pieces of social content and then boost them through your credit card, not even inside ads manager on Facebook and see what happens. Figure out who your target market is. See how they respond to it. Do that four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 times. See what actually works. And then start slowly but surely understanding what the market dynamic is for your product. And then you can potentially start doing conversion ads with an offer. Like what resonates with your market? And this is a very, very basic first step. I I understand that. But so many people will come to an agency like me and you and like, I've never run any social. I've never sold a product in my entire life. It's like, what are you doing? Like, don't, don't, (laughs) why? Like, you don't have a business. You don't want to hire an agency to do that. Like the agency isn't going to figure out whether or not your market is there or not. Like they will, if you have all the other things in place, like if you have a book that people like, if you have, you know, organic content that's actually attracting your ideal customer, if you have guest blogged and it's gotten shared many, many times, if you have good SEO and you get conversions actually coming in on your site, because people who are finding you through those long tail keywords are actually buying you have proof of concept. You have proof that you have a product that the world wants. Only after all of that should you start paying for traffic because it's the most expensive. And Tim Ferriss would probably argue with this because he did it sort of the exact opposite in the way that I, I don't learned. believe any of Tim's stories. So uh, I, I really so like forget Tim. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know that I trust anything that's ever come out of his mouth, though. I don't know if and he actually dude, ran. For a good reason. When you read his books, all he does is like lie and game the system. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, those those Zach. competitions he won, the dance competitions, like he didn't actually win. He just gamed yeah. the system. Like everything he's ever done has just been like, oh, I'm just going to game the system. Oh, the wrestling title of like throwing the guy out of bounds, out of bounds. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, he's just, yeah. I don't know. It's Good awesome. for him. God bless him. He's had some really interesting, dude, you want it? The best podcast I've ever heard actually my entire life is Tim Ferriss and Naval Ravikant. Did you hear that one? No. I think it was a, it won second place for podcast of the year one year, but Naval's brilliant and Tim does a really good job of just shutting up and letting really smart people talk. And Naval said so many writer downers, dude, I'd kill to get that guy on this podcast. You know, what's funny is I know, well, I won't say these words cause, but I know how to get to him. We should, I'm going to go see if I can get Naval Ravikant on this podcast. He's one of the smartest should. humans in the world. I think he should. So there you go. We're ending it with Naval Ravakam, which yeah. has nothing to do with paid traffic. But the point is, is paid traffic is actually last in our list here. So we are going to put this together in a handy dandy downloadable PDF, right? Yep. We're going to make this a checklist. You can go to solate.com forward slash traffic hyphen checklist. That's traffic dash checklist. A dash and a hyphen are the same thing, right? In my mind, they are. Yeah. Me too. All right. The listener will figure, if you can't figure it out, you don't deserve the checklist. It's that thingy like in the upper right-hand corner of your keyboard that sort of is the horizontal short line. The line. Yeah. The little line. It's the middle, not the one that's above that because that's like an underscore. That's an underscore. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So there's a difference, hyphen versus, yeah. 
So there you go. Soul8.com forward slash traffic, traffic hyphen, hyphen checklist. checklist. Got it. We said it yeah. together. Said it twice because it's so We're nice. soulmates. We really are. Well, that is that's the ultimate listicle show on exactly what this what this show is all about. So hopefully you have derived some sort of benefit from our ramblings on traffic. And it was not the thing that you probably thought that we were going to be talking about being very, very last, but that is the absolute truth here, even as agency owners. So we'd love to know what you think. You know, we do this podcast because we love you, the listener, and Kasim just loves to hear the sound of his voice. And that's true. That's it. That's it. That's the reason why we do it. I make it. up most of what I say. None of this is true. None of it's true. But tell us what we can do better. We, we do listen to and read every single review on iTunes, of course, and wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you subscribe and leave a rating wherever you're listening first off and let us know what we can do better over at perpetualtraffic.com forward slash better. Follow me on LinkedIn, hint, hint, the social channel I care most about and Qasim at Qasim Aslam over on Twitter. Same thing with him. Go back and listen to previous episodes and we will leave a boatload of links in the show notes over at perpetualtraffic.com. So on behalf of my awesome co-host, Qasim Aslam, peace. Until next show, see ya. You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 